We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Pack-A-Day Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley joined today as always by my co-host ross uglim find him on twitter at Ross Uglum. Ross, today we are celebrating a very strange victory. Uh, We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the victory that was against the Chicago Bears. A lot of this and that and pretty much whatever you want probably out of this victory. The good, the bad, and the really, really ugly. As of right now, Ross, Monday, December 13th, 6 p.m. as we are recording this, Maurice Drayton still has a job in Kansas City as the special teams coordinator. In where? In Green Bay. There you go. You said Kansas what? City. Oh gosh, send him to Kansas City. You'll be all right. We'll, we'll trade. We'll trade Taub for uh, Drayton in a heartbeat. Uh, second round pick. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but which leads me to really the first thing I think that's worth talking about, and, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on this because truthfully, a lot has been spent on it already. But are you surprised that he still has? I mean. Uh, it's a terrible thing to say, but are you surprised that he has a job still in, I mean, in Green a, Bay right now? It's a little surprising. Um, and I, I get like part of it, I think, has a lot to do with how difficult it would be to replace him and, you know, like install a completely new system uh, because, you know, you don't you don't want somebody from inside again, in my opinion. Like you, you've already proven that, you know, maybe – uh, an internal hire wasn't the greatest idea. Well, you're not going to be able to make an external hire. If you were going to do that, it probably needed to be during the bye week. And even then, I don't know how well it would have gone. Um, so terminating Drayton at this point, you're just going to end up promoting somebody from within, which is how you ended up with Drayton in the first place. I think unless they win the Super Bowl, it's very likely that Drayton is gone. Um, and I'm guessing his special teams unit would potentially play a significant role in whether or not in that Super Bowl. Uh, but that's 
that's where I'm coming from, I think, on the whole deal. Yeah, and it's you're right where it's like they – at this point, a, a firing would be just a message to these guys, right, that, hey, <laughs> you're not getting the job done. Better Like the, your performance on the field just cost the coach a job. Um, whether that's correct, that's his fault or your fault or any of that. I, I don't know what the fix is, and I don't think there is a fix. I think you just – it's you ride the lightning for the rest of the year, and, and you just hope – that it can't get any worse, and there's only one way to go, and that's up because they have to be embarrassed. And if if the level of embarrassment wasn't already pretty high for that unit, you just put out one of the, the largest stinkers of all time for any specific unit on national television. And they still won by 15, which is kind of an indictment on how bad the Bears are. With all of that said, with all the wringing of hands, they still won by two scores, Ross. And so let's get into that a little bit. I mean – the offense was, I mean, as soon as Robert Quinn mocked the belt, what was it? Rodgers threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Like, they'll never learn. They'll never learn. Not a good idea. You don't want to tickle the dragon. And they did, and uh, they, they paid the price. And Rodgers was, was very good last night. And I think, and we talked about this a little bit on the post game, and I just feel even better about it right now to say I think Aaron Rodgers is smack dab in the middle of the MVP conversation. Um, just with what he's been able to put together with the schedule. And, and the meat of their schedule is is for the most part done. They've got some they've got some bad football teams coming up here on the schedule that Rodgers could absolutely just kind of put up video game numbers if he's actually playing, if they haven't clinched or whatever. But uh, what were your, you know, I guess your bird's eye view now after we're 24 hours away from the victory? What were some of your your major takeaways now that you've kind of let it uh, settle and digest a little bit. I think they were just maybe, and this is part of that settling and digesting because you and I were uh, live last night on Packer Report, uh, Twitter and, and on StreamYard there. And, you know, I, I think they maybe were just a little rusty. It's great. You know, cause we talk about um, how, you know, poor they've been in games after the bye, getting waxed by the 49ers and, and getting waxed by um, Chargers. Tra- oh, was it? No, 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 it was that was McCarthy. Bucks. They got waxed Bucks. by the Bucks. Bucks. Exactly. They got smoked. Uh, they went up the uh, uh, they went down, went up 10, nothing. Rogers does the Hingle McCringleberry dance, and then they get absolutely nuked. And, uh, I think you saw some of that, and that's something that honestly, little Fleur needs to get figured out. But uh, you know, the guy is thirty-five and six, or whatever the hell he is. So you just let him do whatever. But uh, I just thought they didn't come in ready to play, and ultimately, that Bears team had everything that could go right for them go right. You know, you talk about uh, the, the special teams gaffes and the, the punt return touchdown and. Um, you know, a touch pass to Jakeem Grant for 40, 41 yards, whatever. You get Demir Bird on on Henry Black, all that stuff. And and then I think you really saw the 2021 Green Bay Packers in the second half, which was a football team that is significantly better than the Chicago Bears. Yeah, offense and defense, special teams probably not so much, but – I think the takeaway, you know, looking back on it and what's interesting to me, and I think it could be kind of dived into a little bit deeper is Matt LaFleur 
you know, last year was maybe the best coach in the National Football League with his first 15, right? Yeah. He came out, yeah. he usually came out hot. And it seems like this year he's done a better job of doing, of adjusting, you know, of adjusting to what he's seeing and what is happening. And I think his in game adjustments have been a lot better this year. But it's almost like, to you know, the, sacri- well, the sacrifice. Down ten, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but it's like you know they've been they have not been a first quarter team all year, and that's weird. Looking at last year, where they 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 come out hot in games, and then it was kind of you know sometimes they just kind of ride the wave to victory. And this year, it seems more like they kind of you know give those jabs, and they're trying to figure it out what's going on. And then as soon as they have it, they're locked in, and it's game over. And that's just kind of the way they've played this year. Can they ride that all the way to the Super Bowl? I don't. I don't know, but uh, it just seems like he's done a better job of that kind of in-game adjustments and kind of figuring out. Okay, this is what's working. Maybe this isn't how we initially thought it would work, but we're going to tweak this here, tweak this there, and do a better job in-game. So I, I don't know. I think it's just all the progression of Coach Lafleur and what we're seeing him become. Um, you know, in incongruence with having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Um, but I think the, you, you start with this team, and I think you start with the pass rush, and especially talking about defense and what was able to change. I mean, you, you saw the numbers today, Ross. You saw Preston Smith had, what, nine? Nine pressures followed up with uh, Gary's Preston, eight. I, I actually think Preston was in double digits. He might he might have been. I'll I mean, he – I'm going off. I think Pro Football Focus had him at nine. Somewhere else might have had him in double digits. But I think looking at what they had him, I think it was nine for Preston, eight for Rashawn, eight for Kenny Clark. And then uh, Kingsley had like five or something like that. I mean, if they can get after the quarterback at that clip, and granted, Chicago was playing with two rookie tackles in a hostile environment, but that's exactly what you want that to look like with talented guys. What you got? 11 for Preston, 8 for Rashawn, 7 for Kenny Clark, and 5 for Kiki. A total of 38 freaking pressures in this game. Uh, but Fields is good, man, so it ended up being 30 hurries uh, yeah. with with 6 hits and 2 sacks. And both of the sacks, uh, pro football focus crediting to Preston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Preston was, was and has been – I don't know if you saw what I tweeted out just earlier today, but Preston Smith in the last four weeks, so week 10 to week 14, um, five weeks, I guess, but they've had a bye in there, right? So he's only got four games. He leads the National Football League edge rushers with total pressures with 29. And everyone behind him, I think, until like the eighth guy has got five, five games. So he has been one of, if not the best edge rushers in the National Football League through this stretch. And – and it, what's wild is, is you see that emergence with Rashawn Gary. And I think a lot of that has to do with Rashawn emerging and people not being able to say, well, Preston Smith is a guy that you need to block. I mean, they have two legitimate guys on the edge that can absolutely ruin a game, not to mention Kenny Clark on the inside. And not to mention they're going to get Zedarius Smith back within the next couple of weeks here, I would assume. And what that does puts them – I mean, I think that puts them in a position to say, hey, Z – we don't need you to go out there and play 40 snaps, right? We, we'll put you out there in, in certain packages and just go let you hunt because these other guys are, are yeah, playing we'll, really good football right now. We'll give, you, we'll give you Garvin's 18 snaps. Yeah, yeah. What would be so bad about that? Yeah. Absolutely nothing, right. And then I think obviously you got to talk about, Ross, I'm just going to let you talk about your boy. I'm just going to let you talk about the Hall of Fame candidacy of one Rasul Douglas. 
uh, highest graded corner in the National Football League since week 12. Um, he is playing at an unbelievably elite level right now. Consecutive weeks with pick sixes. Um, I mean, it's it's special stuff, man. Like I don't, I don't know what to tell you. He he has been as good as it gets at the cornerback position, and really is putting them in an unbelievable position as far as what they, you know, might do uh, when Ja comes back. Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Recently, I was just able to pick up tickets to Packers Vikings in Minnesota, going to be heading west for that game. Attending my first game in the new Vikings stadium, cannot wait for that. Let me tell you, it was so incredibly easy to use TickPick. No awful service fees. I cannot recommend it enough. And the easiest way to do so is by going to TickPick.com slash Packaday today to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets or any other tickets that you want to purchase. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and that's, you know, if you would have told me, because what's so awesome about the Sewell story is that was basically, you know, they didn't get Stefan Gilmore and they went and signed this guy off a practice squad and make no bones about it. Ross, Rasul Douglas has been a better football player this season than Stefan Gilmore. And that's, if you would have told me that when it happened, I would have told you you're lying. I think the Packers probably would have even said as much, but I mean, he, he's just, been able to play really special football and it's been really fun. And speaking of, what do you do? When when Jaw comes back, obviously he's your number one corner. Eric Stokes has been playing really good football. But I think you could, at this point could make the argument that 
Rasul Douglas has been their the best corner the best corner on this football team. Yeah. So I, what you, do you do? You got to put Jai on the slot. You 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 have to because um, side to side stuff is not where Stokes and Sewell are excellent, and your your weakest corner right now by far is Chandon. Move Chandon back to the dime roll. Get Henry Black off the field, um, and, and you you're cooking with gas. But your three best players in the cornerback area, without question, are Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes. And Rasul Douglas, without question. So you need to figure out how to play those three at the same time. And so what if you know? So okay. So what if teams teams go heavy? You just still stay in your nickel package with Jaw in the slot? No, no. Who cares? What, what do you do? What do you do then? What do you do then, Ross? Tell. Well, I just think you know if you can only have two corners. I, I mean, it's a, a, a fantastic a, problem to have. Here's the thing. Last night, okay, you play the Bears. You get whatever. You you end up ahead for most of the not, not even ahead for most of the game, I guess. Your slot corner. I'm gonna guess Rasul played all 59 snaps. Let me see. Nope. Stokes did actually play every snap. 62 snaps. So 62 snaps for Stokes, 62 snaps for Savage. Amos had 62 snaps as well. So they played 62 snaps on defense because those guys don't come off the field. Chandon played 56 of them, meaning there was a slot corner for 56 of the 62 snaps. I don't really care what you do for those six snaps. Pull, probably pull Stokes and play Sewell and Jaw, I, I guess. Yeah. But again, we're talking about 10 percentage snaps. Who cares? Yeah. No, I just think, you know, if I'm if I'm an opposing team and if that's what you're throwing out at, cor- at corner, I'm legitimately thinking the only way we're going to win this game is if we can run the ball. Because I'm, we're not throwing on that group, so I, I just think you know, like, what are some advantageous looks that teams could get into? I'll tell you what, an advantageous look that teams are getting into on a weekly basis right now is Henry Black uh, in, in any type of coverage role, which is problematic for this team. But uh, the other thing that I think is worth talking about on the other side of the ball is 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 AJ Dillon, and I think talking about. And we mentioned it last night on the live show. With with him, he's he's a BYOB guy. And if this if this offensive line is going to hold up, they're going to absolutely positively need to be able to run the football um, with regularity and with success. And uh, looking at last night with Billy going down, and by the way, it sounds like they may have may have avoided the the long long term injury with Billy if. If I interpreted that right today, Ross, is that how you understood that with Matt? Or was it more just like, yeah, we hope he's not out for the year? No, I, I think that's right. And, and you see the side to side thing with the knee. And as long as it doesn't like get super gross, that's usually an MCL or an LCL, usually an MCL. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. But as I mentioned, I, I just I don't think that that was an ACL. And you can come back in a month from an MCL, a fully torn MCL. And a month is, you know, the divisional round or the, 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 the theoretically the one that they potentially would have a buy in. So, yeah, I'm, 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 cop- I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't think that we'd see him in week 18, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe. And, and plus, I'm, I'm just making up the, the, the diagnosis as well, but usually the side to side is the MCL. 
Yeah, and, and I just think the fact of the matter is, with major injuries, they've come out like with merciless this year. Yeah, I know he's yeah, but exactly. Right. Matt, Matt would have been like, "Yeah, this is a problem." Like he was just from a strict verbiage standpoint, and now we're really breaking down, getting into the weeds. But like, just from a strict the words that came out of his mouth, he was a lot more negative about Cobb than he was about Billy. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I think a lot of that too will depend on. A, when Winbach gets back, and B, how well Dennis Kelly plays in Turner's absence. And you said last night, and I think you're right, especially after kind of right away when that happened, I think it was easy for all of us to kind of feel sorry for this team. And, and Coach said last night, no one's going to feel sorry for us. I do. I feel sorry for you guys. That yeah. sucks. You know, like, um, but a lot of it is – looking back now at it and realizing like what you said last night, like Dennis Kelly probably was the best backup on this football team. As far as a guy that you trust to come in and play meaningful football snaps. I mean, he is a, a 16, you know, full season starter for the Tennessee Titans uh, who are a good football team. They, um, it's not like he's just some schmuck out there on an offensive line that had no success in the NFL. Like he was a starter by default. Like no, he was uh, he was a, a, an, a, an average to above average right tackle for the Titans. And coach said last night, you know, he came here to play, and he has not played. And a lot of that has been due to injuries. But he, you know, last last night, two nights ago, was his first snaps, yeah, meaningful snaps in Green Bay, and uh, he played twenty four snaps. Or I think he probably played more than that, but 24 pass blocking snaps and he did not give up a pressure, which is impressive. You know, that's impressive to come in in the middle of the game and and not even have, you know, a four to five game, four to five play, you know, period where you're basically trying to get your feet under you. Like you saw with Yosh last night, even who's been out there for a while. It took him, you know, a series or two to settle in it. And that's what you get with a, with a, a nine year veteran like Dennis Kelly, who now is, going to be playing a extremely important role on this football team down the stretch here with or without Billy Turner. So um, it's, it's just another offseason signing that the Packers are going to look like they're really smart for making. Yeah. And I, I mean, the way PFF had it basically was, you know, he, he didn't allow any pressure. He didn't move anybody in the run game and Hey, that's uh that's kind of their deal. <laughs> they they yep. run black. They run block like garbage, and they don't let anybody touch Rogers unless it's a coverage sack. And that's kind of been the way it's been. Yeah, and I think uh, the biggest thing with it, though, and it's something we touched on last night, is they don't have anyone left. <laughs> they just don't. If if they're already making chicken salad out of you know what, like they're running out of they're running out of the you know what even. Yeah, so it's 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 tough. It is tough. Um, this team just seems to keep winning, though. They just seem to keep on winning, um, which is what they did again Sunday night. Uh, Ross, I'm sure you'll be getting into uh, some of your all 22 here coming up. I know you got NDSU hoops going on right now, so that's something for the people to look forward to. Though I always look forward to that when uh, when you get into that stuff. But but other than that, this will be a quick one. Uh, as as we promised in the in the pretty thing, it's 20 minutes. We never go 20 minutes. We're actually going to go 20 minutes today. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, Ross, uh, thanks for joining me, buddy. And uh, enjoy the NDSU basketball that you got going on tonight. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you go and give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined. And until next time, go Pack Go!